0: Psalm 118 is the last of the Hillel psalms, the Egyptian Hallel psalms and it was sung at the close of the Paschal or the Passover feast. This psalm is freighted and weighted with history and prophecy. From its being a post-exilic Psalm. It belongs to the time that the remnant returned from Babylon to reconstitute Hebrew national life in the promised land. Psalm number 137 reminds us that by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof, for they that carried us away captive required of us mirth, and they that wasted us required of us a song, saying, sing us one of the songs of Zion. But how shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Moreover, Psalm 118 may well have been composed in connection with the celebration of the Feast of Tabernacles, the annual feast of rejoicing that the walls of Jerusalem had been rebuilt despite fierce opposition from Sanballat and Tobiah recorded in Nehemiah chapter 8. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Famed Bible expositor, Dr. John Phillips, calls Psalm 118 an envelope psalm. It's an envelope psalm, he says, because the first and last verses of the psalm are exactly the same. I submit this morning, Lily Grove, that sandwiched, between verse one and verse 29, we believers are delivered from the narrow circumscriptions of time into the illimitable expanses of eternity. The psalm begins and ends with thanksgiving to God for his goodness and his unfathomable grace. Enjoy and sorrow, in triumph and tragedy, in life and in death, every child of God can instinctively say, no matter what the day brings, God is good. Look with me now at the commencement of this psalm of worship and praise. Verse number one says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy, his his steadfast, loving kindness endures forever. This psalm begins, brothers and sisters, with a call to worship. These verses indicate that the call is to corporate thanksgiving by the worshiping community rather than just one individual by him or herself. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Now hear me, in this age of built-in obsolescence, More and more things are built to be disposable. Disposable bottles, disposable diapers, disposable cans, digital screens are raising our children. While adults friend people they have never met and have no intention of being involved with on a personal level. Because cyberspace allows us to live in a world that does not exist. We create features of ourselves that do not exist and we are the friend or unfriend people that we would never sit down to have a conversation with. Because relationships, friendships of those kinds are disposable. People you talked to last year, you don't even recognize this year people you used to sit with in church now because of COVID restrictions or because of them not coming back to church or because of the distance that uh, COVID-19 has brought to us. Life has changed so drastically that we change friendships and relationships as disposably as we change clothes. But brothers and sisters, what a blessing to know that against that morose background, in the foreground, God's mercy endures forever friends may walk out on us but God's mercy endures forever family members may die and leave us but God's mercy endures forever marriages and relationships may fall apart but God's mercy endures forever Our health may fail and we may not be able to walk as far or see as far or hear as well, but God's mercy endures forever. Somebody ought to help me testify that I don't know how it happened to you, but it looked like I just got old overnight. It, It just seems like it was last year I could remember what I wanted to remember. I could tell myself to get up at three o'clock in the morning and I would get up at three o'clock in the morning. I I could just make myself do whatever I want to make myself do. I fell the other day and I thought I was going to die. When I was in my thirties and forties, I'd fall and get up and, and just go to the restaurant. Now, I got to go to the doctor and get a lidocaine patch and Uh, some some hydrocodone and then I got to soak in some hot water somebody ought to help me preach here this morning I usually could remember whatever I wanted to remember but now if I want to remember something I got to write it down and then I got to remember what I wrote it on and then I got to remember where I put it and then when I find it I got to say now what did I write this for Somebody over 40 ought to help me preach here this morning because sooner or later everything wears out and wears down but the mercy of God endures forever. Brothers and sisters, verse 2 says let Israel say his mercy endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say his mercy endures forever. Let all the people who fear him say his mercy endures forever. The the, the commencement of that praise teaches us that first of all praise is public. Let all Israel say that his mercy endures. Let, let, Let all the church say his mercy endures. Let everybody who's in the worship corporately as a body say, his mercy endures forever. You ought to have some public praise. But not only is praise public, it's priestly. The house of Aaron ought to praise God. Um, I perhaps I, I, I to mention this to you I've gone to churches to preach, and uh, I get to the church, and I'm always there on time. I I don't ever get anywhere late. I always get to church on time, and sometimes I'm there before the pastor, but that's okay. That's that's just the way I am. I, I just like to be wherever I need to be to settle myself down, because I don't go to church just to do what I go to church to do. I go to church to worship. And so I go to preach. I'm invited to preach and pastor's invited me to preach. And we're sitting in the, in the back in his office or in the study. And uh, we're just sitting around, just shooting the breeze. And worship is going on on the inside. And then, you know, I don't want to be too offensive because I want to get my check before I, I leave. <laughs> and, and so I don't want to get out of my place. So I say, Brother Pastor, can I just ask you a personal question? He said, sure. Pastor, what is it? I said, is there any particular reason why we're not in church? Oh, I didn't know you wanted to go in church. And of course, I don't want to be offensive because I need my, my financial remuneration. But I say to myself, why do you think I came? I don't just come to church to do what I come to do. I come to church to worship. And some pastors who have left Lily Grove and have started their own church, or a pastor in their own church, they get they get kind of diffident with the members of that church who don't worship. And I want to say to them, and I don't want to be too offensive because they may invite me to come and preach. Uh, you didn't worship when you were here, so people follow you the way you lead them, Brother Lofton directs the music but I'm the worship leader if people don't see me worship don't see Reverend Washington worship don't see these preachers worship these deacons people who are in responsibility and leadership if you sit down and act like God's not important to you people in the pew or people watching us on social media saying you're not buying what you're selling But if God is good, it ought to be good. He ought to be good to the man who's preaching. If God is good, he ought to be good to the woman or man who's singing. Because if you're not buying what you're selling, you can't sell it to nobody else. Worship is not just public, it's priestly. Let the house of Aaron praise the Lord. It's not just public, it's not just priestly, but it's personal. If nobody else shouts, God's been good to you. If nobody else opens their mouth, you know what God did in your situation. If nobody else claps their hand, you remember what God did in March? You remember what happened to you in June? When your enemy could have taken you down, but God brought you to a large place. I wish I had some noise in here this morning. God delivered you to a large place. You are doing better now than you've ever done in your life. And it has nothing to do with Prairie View or University of Houston. It has nothing to do with your job or your status. Because there's some people with more education than you under a bridge this morning. It's some folk who started off better than you, but look at where you are and look at where they are. And it's not because they are worse and you are better, it's because His mercy endures forever. I need a witness here this morning who can help me testify. I'm here because of God's mercy. I did enough last year, last month, last week, yesterday that I ought to be dead and in my grave. But thank God for his mercy, thank God for his unfathomable grace, thank God he's long suffering and slow to get angry, thank God he is plenteous in mercy. Because that's what I need this morning. Uh, that's, how, that's how worship commences. But now here is the character in this worship. The character of our praise is steeped in our deliverance from distress. The amount of your praise is equal in amount to your deliverance. If you cried out in distress, your cry ought to be equally as loud in deliverance. When you ask God for help, And God comes to your rescue don't go to Cancun come to church I wish I had a witness here when God has blessed you to amass and to accumulate and when God has made a way for you that's not the time to stay away from God that's the time to come to the Lord's house and say to God I cried in my distress and you brought me to a large place. Somebody can remember when you were struggling. When, when, when you were a year or two in a place that you never thought you'd ever be in. And, and you go back to see where it was, you, you found yourself and then when you look at that and look at where you are now when you think the only thing you can do is thank thank you lord i don't have to be in that little small apartment no more thank you lord i don't have to ride that little car with no hubcaps on it thank you lord i can afford to eat wherever i want to eat now thank you lord i can wear whatever i want to wear now thank you lord i've gotten rid of them people out of my life who didn't mean me any good thank you lord i'm surrounded by some christian friends who love me and support me thank you lord that i don't have to care who likes me or who does not like me who's on my side or who's not on my side thank you lord that when i lay my head down to sleep at night i haven't stolen anything from anybody i haven't robbed anybody to get what i have thank you god it may not be much but it's mine by your goodness and your grace and i'm going to church sunday morning to let everybody know if it had not been Have I got a witness here? Stop acting like you made it on your own. It was nobody. The character of your praise, the depth of your praise ought to be as deep as your deliverance. Because the hallmark, the hallmark, of every shout of the true believer is that the weapons of our warfare are spiritual and mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds out of my distress I called the Lord answered me and set me not in a corner but in a large place. So that when my enemies pass by, I wasn't in a corner. I was in a large place. And then he says, the Lord is on my side. Somebody missed that. Not necessarily I'm on the Lord's side. But the Lord is on my side. Here it is. What can man do to me? The Lord is on my side and you're going to mess with me? The Lord is looking out for me. And you're going to lie on me? The Lord is on my side and you want to fight with me? Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Neither be envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut off like grass, and they shall wither like the green herb. That's, the, that's, a, that's a portion in this passage, I don't have time to read it. Read it when you get home, but that's a portion in, one, in Psalm 118 when he talks about the stinging of bees. My enemies are so fierce and so furious that they swarm around me like bees, they are constantly stinging like bees. But here is the shout, once a bee stings, it dies. So let your enemy sting, cause in the morning, they'll be dead and I don't mean physically dead I mean they can't hurt you anymore have I got a witness here because once the devil has thrown his best shot at you and you still standing the Lord is on your side I need somebody to help me testify God is on my side God is yet though I walk through the valley of the very shadow of death I fear no evil for the Lord is with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. You, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil so that my cup is just running over. Surely, goodness, here it is, and mercy, not following me, chasing me all the days of my life. The Lord is my light. I need a Bible reader and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, just before they got to me, they stumbled and they fell. Though a host should encamp against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, That will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Here it is. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me. And brothers and sisters, I'm trying to leave it alone but God's mercy and grace is so unfathomable that he'll hide you in plain sight they're looking at you they're mad with you but they can't stop you they're hating on you but you're still rising They're trying to stop your progress and they really mean for you to fall. But every time your foot falls, God got his hand underneath it. And the devil tries to snatch you, but Jesus said, who I hold in my hand? I wish I had a Bible reader. The devil in hell can't snatch him out. here it is here it is it is better to take refuge in God than to put confidence in man it's better to trust God than to trust princes you, you, you saw on the news, the year in review, perhaps. They were talking about the people who died in 2022. Some of the people, I didn't, I didn't even know that they had passed. But, but, but princes and queens, important politicians and revered sports figures, people who made their mark in this world, are gone. They're dead and buried and if your confidence was in them when they died your sense of security died. If you have your, your, your hopes built in a person other than Jesus Christ let me hasten to tell you this morning that person is going to disappoint you. Because we are frail human beings with weaknesses and faults and fractures and fissures in our character. And if you are expecting expecting to be with some perfect man or some perfect woman, you're going to be disappointed. If you're looking for some perfect church or some perfect pastor, you are deluding yourself because if that church is perfect, the minute you join, I wish I had help to preach here. The minute you become a member, it just got messed up because not one of us has reached perfection. So put your confidence in God. Trust God for your future. Trust God to move mountains in your life. That's how the psalm opens. I, 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 I'm keeping you too long. I, I, I'm thinking it's 10 o'clock and it's, and it's almost nine. It's after nine. I got to let you go because you got to cook your peas and your, and your cabbage. Uh, because you're going to have good luck if you have peas and cabbage. For the rest of the year. And I want you to have good luck. Because if you have dollars, you'll bring them to church. And pay me and Reverend Washington's salary. So let me hurry on here. I'm going to cut across the field right here and and climax this little word by asking you to look with me in verse number 22 and, and, and 23 and 24. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Jesus is the stone that the builders rejected. He has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. I I use this word all the time as a call to worship but but in preparing to preach this little sermon I, I found out that it's not really a call to worship. This is the day that the Lord has made we will rejoice and be glad in it. I have used it for years and years now as a call to worship, but it's not really a call to worship. Here is what that verse is saying. The day that Jesus rose from the grave was the day that the Lord made. And in that day, whether it's Monday or Friday or Wednesday or Thursday, We ought to rejoice and be glad in it. In other words, you don't just worship God at church. You don't just worship God because it's Sunday. Every time you think about what God has done in your life, it's an opportunity to worship because that's the day that the Lord has made You ought to rejoice and be glad in it. I wish I had somebody here this morning as I close who is a rejoicing, happy, blessed believer in this house today because you've got so much to be thankful for. I know some bad stuff has happened in the past. I know you've got some stuff you wish you could clean up from last year, but God has still been good to you. You still rejoicing you're still lifting your hands you're still telling god thank you in spite of what last year brought this is a new day and it's the day that the lord has made you ought to rejoice and be glad in it i'm not gonna let anybody steal my joy i'm not gonna let you make me angry enough to stop praising god because god has been so good to me that I can't wait for Sunday morning to tell him thank you. I gotta thank him when I wake up on Monday morning. I've got to rejoice if I'm alive on Tuesday morning. I've got to tell him thank you if he gives me a chance on Wednesday morning. I've got to lift my hands if I'm alive on Thursday morning. If the Lord gives me breath on Friday morning, I'ma tell God thank you so much. And if God lets me breathe again next Saturday morning, I'ma tell God how glad I am. And if God gives me health and strength, I'ma make my way to this church house next Sunday morning. Not just because I have to preach the gospel, but because I love the Lord. He heard my cry. He pitied my every groan. Long as I live, while trouble rise i'm gonna to hasten to his throne if the lord has opened doors for you if the lord has been good to you you ought to take this time to rejoice and be glad in it if you don't think it's a good day try not having another day i said if you don't think it's a good day See what happens if you don't have another day. If you don't think God has been good to you, walk down the halls at MD Anderson Hospital, go down to Houston Memorial Gardens and see graves all lined up in a row. But the Lord has been good to you. How dare you come in the Lord's house wearing the Lord's clothes Having driven the Lord's car. Slept all night in the Lord's bed. I wish I had a witness here. All day long spent the Lord's money. Last night ate the Lord's food. Because everything you have comes from the Lord. And all that God has done for you. All that God has given you. How dare you act like it was nobody in your life but god that kept you you ought to rejoice this morning because you got so much to be grateful for if you can move your hands you got something to be grateful for if you can think with your mind if you can open your mouth and talk you've got something to be grateful for if you can clap glad hands It's because God's been good to you. If you can eat your own food and have an appetite to eat it, it's because God's been good to you. Look back over your life and see where God has brought you from. And if that doesn't give you reason to thank him, maybe you are not saved this morning. So let me introduce you to a man who can save you. He was born in Bethlehem, reared in Nazareth, baptized in the Jordan, performed miracles in a desert place, wept over Jerusalem, prayed in Gethsemane, and he died on a hill called Calvary. They hung him high, they stretched him wide. He hung his head for me, he died. The choir said that's love But that's not how the story ends Three days later, he rose again Is there anybody here got joy this morning? Is there anybody here know that this is the day That the Lord has made This is the day that the Lord has made we will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for all you've done for us. Thank you for the prayers you've answered. Thank you for the friends you've raised. Thank you for the enemies you put down. Thank you for a job in the morning. Thank you for my health and strength. Thank you For my clothes and food Thank you For my house and car Thank you Thank you Thank you He's been good to me If you don't have Much to be grateful for Thank God for this That Jesus Died for your sin That Jesus is coming back in his glory tell him thank you why don't you tell somebody next to you right now God's made a way for me come on use your preaching voice God has opened the door for me God has been smiling on me I don't look like what I've been through God Won't he do it? Won't he turn it around? Won't he make a way? Won't he take care of you? Won't he be good to you? Tell him thank you! Thank you! Thank you! For all you've done, Tommy! Thank you! For the many ways you've made! Thank you! For the tears you've dried. Thank you! For being a mother father. Thank you. For being a father father. Thank you. I know he's alright. anybody here? Is there anybody here? It doesn't have to be Sunday. When I think about the goodness of Jesus, when I think about where he brought me from, when I think about what he's done for me, when I think about the doors he's opened, when I think about His mercy and His grace. I know He's alright. Give unto the Lord for he is good his mercy his loving kindness his unfathomable grace endures forever I was reading the other day a preacher of another generation said that God sent four angels to find the shore that surrounded the sea of his grace He sent four angels to find the shore that surrounded the sea of his grace and they traveled a million years and came back to God and said we're still looking the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases his mercy never comes to an end They are new every morning.